Hola, how's everyone doing? I know it's been a while. It has been so long. I feel like it's been forever. So let's catch up. Let's hang out. Let's talk about what we've been doing. Let's go. Oh, you know, they did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking over digging the sand. How is everyone doing? I'm doing great. I mean, I guess you could say I'm doing great. I took a little break. Had a lot of stuff going on, um, personally, of course. Um, also been playing a couple of video games. Playing some new games. Um, I literally just downloaded Mario Odyssey. Have not played that yet. Um, and then I downloaded, I just downloaded the other night, I downloaded Zelda Breath of the Wind. Which I heard that had like 120 shrines, 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 shrines. And then a friend of mine... I was texting her at the same time because she's playing this other game we'll talk about. But she's playing a game and she played Zelda. And so she was like, hey, it also has 900 of like these, I guess, seeds or whatever. I was like, oh, no. See, that's the problem. See, this is why I can't get into the Zelda, the whole thing. And then the whole fact that like, I guess there's like a clan of women in there. And like every so often they have like a male child or something like that. And you're like, mm. Because nobody ever thinks about, like, what these Amazon tribes go through. Like, what do they do? Because you're like, oh, you know, they're a tribe full of women. But how do they have children? Of course, they're going to grab husbands or men from other places. Kind of can be something else. But we're not going to talk about that because I'm not going to say the word. But you know what I'm talking about. Um, So, yes, I've been doing those. But what I've really been getting into lately, because I've been working on my Animal Crossing Island. I feel like I told you guys that. Like, I've been really working on my Animal Crossing Island. I've been buying, I've been growing pumpkins. I've been taking, I've been buying candy every single day. I've been really good. I've been talking to visitors. I mean, villagers in my island. I have been um, stopping by villagers' houses because, you know, they'll do construction. And so you have to go talk to them and they'll be like, oh, I'm doing a DIY, which is like they're making something. And then, you know, you can make something. So I've been doing all that. So it's been really like in the mode of fun of me really getting into um, that. And so what happened was a couple of, was it, it was right around the end of last week, the um, Pokemon came out with the new DLC Crown Tundra. So I've really been playing that. Like, I'm, I literally forgot about my island. I forgot I even had an island. Like, every time I get in the Switch, it is not going there. Between home, you know, doing wonder trading for, like, different types of Pokemon, which I keep getting Torchix. Like, what, I could never get a starter Pokemon secondary like i always got the one i chose which this one this run this generation i chose score buddy but i could never get the others for some odd reason i've been wonder trading all i've been getting is stars so like why why now i'm i need other pokemon like i need pokemon that are on the list that just aren't there because i'm not even giving me no legendary because i'm not giving you like some shiny level 100 for some random ass you know legendary i'll just go without i don't need it that bad for real not gonna happen um so i've been playing you know pokemon crown tundra um which has been fine but the one thing i can tell you this is very expansive it's very it's like a great land it has like all this stuff they need a better map 
because they took forever to find those shrines and I couldn't get around. I was like, what is this? Like, what is going on? I couldn't get around into various different shrines. I was, it was very problematic. I couldn't figure out what was going on in the land. Um, there was things going, I was just like, okay, I can't. Literally, I kept going around the same circle multiple times. And I was like, why do I keep doing this? Like, I'm looking at videos and they're like, oh yeah, I found the other shrine. How did you find it? I, I literally cannot find this. And normally I'm not problematic as far as like finding other stuff in um, video games. Like I play, I love open world games. So I'm fine searching and things. But the story was like, find this. And I'm walking around trying to go to stuff and I can't. Also I found out Repel doesn't work a damn because I'm riding through the grass. I had like on a max repel. I'm riding through the grass and it's just not stopping anything. So I was just like, don't worry about this anymore. It was a waste of damn money. Um, but I want to complete one of them. Like I either want to complete like the crown tundra Pokedex or something so that I can win the little crown. I want the crown to drive around with. Like what's so wrong with that? Like give me a crown. That is so gay of me. I'm like, give me a crown. <laughs> Out of all the things I want. I'm like, I just want that. Give me the crown. I want it. Um, but yeah, I was watching, um, I was playing Crown Tundra. So that's been a lot of fun. So we went, so I went through, played that. My, um, I caught all the Pokemon. I had to chase the Zapdos. If you look on my Twitter, um, I chased that sucker and he was working my last nerve. Cause if you walked up, if you ever play, have you, if you've ever played Red and Blue, there's all, there was always a scheme that you had to play, you had to do to get the other Pokemon. So to get like um, Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos, you had to do certain things. So like if you went and found Zapdos, his his icon would like move, and his you know they would move, and you had to like track him down and get him between like a wall, and you got him. So there was like something that you had to do with um, Galarian Zapdos. He's basically, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm a ch uh, chocobo. Because he literally ran. Like, you would be nowhere near him. And then you'll see, like, if you look at my Twitter page, I literally would get nowhere near him. I would get off the bike, walk slowly. Because I'm like, hey, if I walk slowly, I can get him. No, the bastard would run for me. I was like, you know what? I don't know how I did this as a child. Because I cannot do this as an adult. Like, as an adult, I want to lose it like i wanted to go off on him i really did then there was the moltres on the moltres you have to cut him off so like he flies oh he's flying over the islands um over the island of armor um and so um so he flies over the island of armor and you have to cut him off so that's pretty easy and then articuno he does like a illusion trick which is kind of fun because he changed types he went from ice um, ice flying. I don't even think he was flying. I think he was just ice. To psychic. And so it's still like an illusion play. And so he goes into um, the one that flaps is one of the three. There's three ones swirling around and the one that flaps is the one that he is. And you follow that one and you pick that one and he attacks you. The funny part about it though, because they have this cute little cutscene that happens when the three come in. And they go and Zapdos runs to the wild area in the main game. And then Moltres goes to um the owl of armor the first dlc and the second dlc is articuno the funny part was i don't know what articuno was thinking honestly none of the birds should have been over there 
Because I go to his island and I have Zapdos fight him. And I have Zapdos do like the thunder kick, which brings him down. And then I do like a little peck move. And that takes me out just a little bit. So he's at yellow. And I'm like, okay. So then I throw regular, I throw ultra balls at him. Ultra, I feel like people are talking, they're like, what? You don't know what you're talking about. But I throw little ultra balls at him. Hit him, whatever. Get him in there. And because hail is going, hail is like a weather condition. If you've ever played the game, it's like a weather condition. So the weather condition is happening. He gets hurt by literally failed literally faints himself so that was like the most ridiculous thing so i played that that was fun um moses what i've been doing I've been really getting back into my anime i have not watched her um higurashi from last week which means i'm i think i'm one episode behind um just mainly because i just hadn't got to it and then i know i know this episode's gonna be scary so i'm like I'm sitting there like, no, I'm not going to watch till it's like daytime. So I may do that today because um, I feel like I need, I feel like I need to. I feel like I need to like do that. Um, I've also been watching a couple of the Harry Potter movies because um, I get to be, I get to guest on a podcast about Harry Potter. We get to talk about Harry Potter. We get, they do like a little nerdy thing and they pick Harry Potter. So I get to do that. So that's been so much fun to just get into that. Just get back into like all of that. And like I said, I've been re- um, I downloaded Zelda, um, Breath of the Wind, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wind, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, because the other one was Wind Waker, and then you have Link's Awakening, Link's Awakening is the one I'm playing, I'm playing actually on my Switch, I'm so far behind on that, um, getting that done, so that's been really cool, um, some other things that I've been doing, I'm on my Instagram, I follow the Mortal Kombat cast for the new movie, they said that they were on a Looty Lynn was like, I'm on a trip, and I'm on, like, a 20-something hour trip. You know, keep me, you know, together or whatever. And I was like, hmm, looking pretty odd. And then I didn't think because I followed Louis Tan, too. And he was like, oh, I'll leave tomorrow. And nothing hit me. And then when I saw that they were together, I was like, hmm, Mortal Kombat. Huh. And all of that. Um, and some movie news, since I'm talking about movies, because Mortal Kombat and doing that. The new, um, Tom Holland just released a picture of him on Uncharted, just got done with it, and then literally came, went from Barcelona, Spain to Atlanta, because, um, and Zendaya's there too, so they're about to start Spider-Man 3, um, which I'm curious how that works, because in New York, they're doing, like, the New York posted pictures online of, like, them, like, like, this movie's being shot here, so people are assuming it was Spider-Man, but they're in Atlanta, not New York, so I guess they're doing pre-production in New York. And then they're doing some new, they're doing like reading and stuff like that. So they're doing pre-production for it in multiple places, which isn't bad. I mean, that happens. That happens a lot. So in doing that, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. I can't wait to see what's going on. I'm kind of intrigued by it. Um, we just got news on the new Assassin's Creed TV series coming to Netflix. I'm thinking Netflix is doing a TV series, not a, um, not a movie. Because that would be kind of weird and, and different to do um, in that. But I'm but I'm intrigued. Um, but a lot of Zeus, by the people who did Castlevania, is now on Netflix. Um, and I'm really huge into Greek mythology. Um, so that's going to be fun. Um, I'm really curious about that because, I mean, I told somebody that... Um, I told somebody that if Zeus acts like an ass or extra, um, that I would be totally into watching. 
Because I'm like... I'm like, that's how Zeus rolls. Like, you know, Zeus is a... Zeus, Zeus, Zeus was the future before there was future. You know, he had a new baby every time you turned around. Hera was like, that's the thing. Hera wasn't leaving him. We could really get into the politics of how that literally says a lot about, like, what people let people do. Because I would have been like, Zeus, you... I would have... What, what Hera should be doing, though, is she should be walking around the house acting like, you know, every little wife and just being like, I should have never got you out your daddy's stomach. You old punk. <laughs> you know, just like that. And if you know the story, like, look it up. But he was in, like, his dad was the last Titan and he was, like, the one and they got him in the stomach. Oh, he didn't go in the stomach. He went on the island. So, you know what? So, you know what? He always been a trap. You know what? They always been saving his behind. But, yeah, so Blood of Zeus is coming. Um... Other news that we haven't talked about, um, they cast a Miss, they cast a Miss Marvel, um, to go into MCU, um, Tatiana Masley, Masley, Maslow, Masley, Masley, she's acting like she's not cast as Jennifer Walters for the Hulk, so I know Disney and Marvel are like, girl, girl, we didn't already put out here, that's who you is, like, I don't know, did somebody not tell you? That you had already said yes or what? Making everybody look foolish. Um, <laughs> making everybody look bad. Um, the new Resident Evil. Like, they have so much going on. Which, they have Resident Evil, the show, and Resident Evil, the movie. Stuff coming to Netflix. Um, I hope... Now, this is the thing. Games 2 and 3 happened at the same... Because apparently they're doing games 1 and 2. Games 2 and 3 happened at the same time. Games 0... And one happened at the same time. Because basically what happens is zero happens kind of before, part of it happens before everything. So what happens is that um, Rebecca, I think her name is Rebecca, goes, Rebecca's a part of this group or whatever, and they're part of the uh, the task force for Resident Evil Stars group, which is like the security or whatever. They get called in because something happens. It's blacked out at the mansion. They come through. Something happens to their team. They get separated. She goes and sees on the train, and that's when Zero starts. So there's a train that she goes on to, and she finds out that there's, like, zombies on the train with, like, these leeches, and the virus has come through and done all this. At the same time, and this all goes on through with the train and her trying to get through and all of that, and by the end of it, she ends up passed out at the mansion, inside the mansion that we're at. During that time period that she's there, right around the end of the game... One starts where the new team gets called in because they're called in, one, because of the mansion. Two, because the first team that went in has disappeared. Like, they they can't get in contact with them or anything. So they come through, and that's where you meet the main cast that everybody kind of knows, which is Chris Redford, um, Jill Valentine, um, and Albert Wesker. So that's when they come in, and they go through into the mansion, and that's when you get Resident Evil 1. Where they're going through, you get Nemesis, you get all that stuff going on in the mansion. Then they find Rebecca, and that's when, you know, you get a quick run. That's when in that game you find out that she was there. But zero and one happened. And two, you go, it all leaks out, and it goes, and everything from the mansion goes through, and it heads over into um, Raccoon City. And that's where you get two and three, where two... Um, I want to say two is when you get... Uh, 
you get um, Jill Valentine comes through and she kind of wakes up. She's still having an issue with the zombies in her mind and things like that. And they don't know it's come through. And she wakes up and then she looks and she's like, oh, snap. Um, this is happening. But three happens kind of, two happens kind of before it because she's in three. So she wakes up at three. But two, what two happens is that before, right after Raccoon City and one happens, two comes up and it's the first day. Claire Redfield, who is Chris Redfield's sister, hasn't heard from him. So she comes out to go look for her brother. She's like, hey, I'm going to look for my brother. So she comes to town. She comes to Raccoon City. And it's still normal at this point. Um, Because it's literally like the next morning. So she comes through. Leon Kennedy comes through. It's his first day at uh, the PCPD, the police department for, um, I say PCPD. That's General Hospital. Child, I'm so, I'm like, I'm everywhere. But he comes through. It's his first day. And he comes through the um through um, Raccoon City. It's his first day at the police department. I already said that. But he comes through. You start to go um go there. That's when they start to notice things are happening. It starts to affect Raccoon City. They have to then go through what's happening with the zombie apocalypse because all these things are happening. You see those two stories kind of happen in the city itself, and at the same time, on the opposite end of the city. Jill has gone through, she's kind of relaxing in the city because, you know, stars basically are stationed in Raccoon City. That's what they're for. They're the big, that's one of their jobs. She wakes up and she's like, you know, just really thinking about, she's rattled by what happened in the first game, in the first part, where she went there. They got through, but, you know, a lot of people died. They're like, people were chased by monsters, things like that. She wakes up, starts to see herself. If you play the third remake, if you play the third game, you'll see this. But she wakes up, she's kind of seeing zombies, things like that. She's freaking out. Come to find out, the whole city's going to hell. So she has to get through and get through to the higher-ups and things like that. So this happening concurrently at that point. Um, I don't think they meet up because I've never played the fourth game. But if I'm remembering correctly, they don't because that's when everything comes through. But at the end of the game, the whole Raccoon City gets blown up. The government writes it off. So I'm curious about what they're going to do. Because if they were smart, they would do like an animated version of Zero. Have Zero come up as like a quick five, eight episode show. And then when the series or the movie comes out, because the movie in, the movie already has like uh, Chris Redford played by Rob, Robbie Amell and you know Todd Hopper and all of them are in the movie. And the movie is based on one and two. So what they could do is they could have a little series that does zero, so it shows us Rebecca and everything, and then she, you know, at the end, what would be so cool, at the end, she stumbles into the mansion, the animated version, and it slowly becomes live action, she lays in the bed, the door closes. Then you start the video game, you start the new movie, where one and two are there, and guess what? You go through and everything, and then eventually in the movie, you find Rebecca from the end of the animated series, what brings it all together. See, I'm telling you, they need to call me because I literally would be like, this is what you could do. And then the sequels literally do the different video games and all that stuff and all that stuff. And you could get, you know, everybody involved, like Ada Wong, who's my girl. Even let's be free with you. It's time for her. It's time for her and Chris to go out to pasture. It's time for them to let it go. I don't know if the new Resident Evil 8 village, I don't know if that's Chris's last thing, but they need to go ahead and drop Ada in there. That's it. Don't do a bunch of people. Because that was the issue with um, Six, where they had like 20 people and everybody had a story. Let's not do that. 
just have Chris and Ada, have Ada show up, something happened, they're trying to get to something. In her story, in his story, we're done. Alba Wesker, her story ended back in five. You can end theirs in eight. Then, you know, eventually get, get you know, get everybody's story ended and get onto a new cast. Because right now we still got the same people and it's just, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Um, another video game adaptation that's come out um, with the trailer is Monster Hunter. Uh, I feel like we talked about this, but I, re I like I, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Um, you can watch the trailer. The trailer has her wielding like dual blades and all this stuff. It just isn't that, that great. Um, literally, as I'm recording this, we have we were literally given some information from Netflix that Netflix is going to do an Assassin's Creed, the um TV show. So what it is, I don't know if it's a TV show or a movie. They haven't seen it, but I'm thinking it's a TV show because they did the whole thing. You know, Netflix normally does TV that way where they're dropping the thing. And they've been dropping a lot of stuff that is anim animated related because um, they did a big anime thing where they were talking about a bunch of stuff um, that's been coming up. Um, let me see. But they've been doing a lot of stuff that's coming up with um, that they've been doing. So I'm super excited about what that all pertains into. I don't know much about the series. My friend, um, Lady Storm, has been streaming some things for it, getting ready for Valhalla, which is coming out. Um, and she also has a YouTube, which I'm actually going to um, put in the um, show notes that you can really watch. And it's just a breakdown of all. She's literally been going through. She plays them all. But she's literally been going through every single um, Assassin's Creed game. You can actually get the story and see all that. And if you want like a quick little rundown of it, I've been going to the leaderboard on YouTube. They haven't done too many updates, but I've been going on their channel and it's actually given a really good breakdown as far as the timeline. Because I'm a big timeline person. Like I watch timeline videos all the time, like lore, timeline. We've talked about that, like all those. So that's really been fun for me to sit down and really do it. Um, to have really fun. Um, so that's really been cool. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, as far as, so I've really been thinking about just that stuff. And I know, like I said, with the new Assassin's Creed show that's coming up, they have not announced anything as far as like a production team. So we haven't seen anything as far as like who's going to be the showrunner, who's the director, any stars, anything like that. They literally just did like a little, um, animated thing for online saying that they're doing a... Assassin's Creed TV show. So, I'm I'm willing to give... I'm, see, I'm going to do I'm 50-50 on Netflix. Because Netflix has done great adaptations. And then they've been some adaptations where I've just been like, eh, I don't know, this doesn't fit me. Um, especially because, you know, and they've been getting a lot of bad press for like the Avatar one and stuff like that. So, but we'll see. They, like I said, the animated front has been a give and take for me. Because I've loved a lot of the animated stuff. Um, and then they put their name. That's the only thing I don't like about Netflix, too. Is they put their name on stuff as originals when it's not original. Um, like, they said Seven Deadly Sins was original. was not original. Thank God they didn't put money to that. Because I would have been like, Whoa. don't put money to stuff that you know is going to be bad. Like, some of the animation just doesn't look good. But they also have B and a bunch of other anime stuff that's coming out. We're going to talk about the Netflix shows in another episode, just about, you know, the, the stuff that they've announced. Um, but what I want to do is I want to get into 
today's topic, which is our last, it's our last episode on Halloween and stuff, and it's this week, and it's awesome, and I really want to talk about um, horror stuff, horror stuff that I like, and I'm a scaredy cat, and trust me, I'm into some crazy stuff, which is funny, because it's scary as I am, so let's take a minute, let's sit back, and let's talk about it. So the one thing I want to say is the one film that still to this day haunts me because anything is we've talked about my favorites like Halloween we've talked about Gremlins we've talked about Death Becomes Her we've talked about you know Halloween Town all those but I mean I've seen you know like The Omen. I've seen a few of the Conjuring movies. I've seen most of the Saw movies, actually, which is funny. Um, and I've seen, like, Rosemary's Baby. I've seen It. I've seen Misery. <laughs> it's crazy how many of, like, the movies that literally I should be freaked out. I've seen Pet Cemetery. A lot of the movies I've seen I should really be freaked out by. And I am. But I still watch them. The one movie that really, like, still sticks to me to this day, and I know everybody's going to say it, and I'm not going to say it long, is The Exorcist. Um, The Exorcist had Linda Blair in it. It had a film. It had a whole film series. It also had a TV show. And what really got me, and it's more than just because I know everybody's going to be like, the pee scene, you know, where the girl twists her head, and the pee scene, and the guy's, like, throwing stuff at her. He's like, but, you know, Christ compels you. And it, you know, shows up his cuts on her leg and things like that. Um, but what got me about it was the fact that it was so, just so, I come from like, and I told you, I come from like a religious background. I have a religious family. Um, it's just, you know, just, that's pretty much like who they are. They go to church. My grandmother goes to church and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and me, you know, that's not something we're talking about, but I've seen, you know, I've seen the whole thing and I've seen the thing, you know, all of that. And so what got me was just seeing like the, you know, you have the church aspect, you have all that. And then the fact that I don't play with that kind of stuff, just in a general sense, like I watch demon stuff all day. Like I look up Cthulhu stuff. We talk about, I watch Lovecraft country. I've watched, you know, zombie movies, all that stuff. I just don't bring that into my spirit. Um, and it is, it's nothing about religion. It's about the fact that I don't need to wonder if something's in, I told y'all I'm scared. I don't need to wonder if there is a psycho killer in my house because I drove him there because I let it in. You know what they say. I've seen the, what is that? The skeleton key? When you believe it, it comes, it happens. No. So what I'm going to do is, and you know, I have a hard time not believing in something. So I'm not going to roll up and be like, Oh, I'm going to do this. No, because I'm going to believe it. And then it's going to be there. So we're not doing it. So the whole thing, like, I don't play with Ouija boards. I don't do none of those. It's bad enough I believe in, like, I think something, like, I literally believe in, I have to believe in ghosts or something because I think, like, they're following me. So why would I go through all that? No. So watching this movie and watching Reagan go through this stuff and just start slowly. And, like, her parents, you know, her parents are probably like, no can't be an issue we're just gonna you know call the priest and they get to the point where they call a priest and even the priest is like i can't do nothing for your daughter what sir 
short of shooting this little demon in the head, you need to fix her. Isn't this your job? Isn't this what you do? When they said, I can't help you, when he's like, I can't help you, I don't know what to do. I can't do nothing for you either. And I think he's like the second priest because I think some other guy, or he may be the priest because I know in the movie, one person falls down some steps and dies. I'm like, see, that's what I can't play with. That's why when I looked at the grudge and like the little thing was moving and then like the girl looks underneath the bed and the, the lady comes up and she ain't got no jaw. She's like, uh, no, we can't do that. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you people who thought that that was cute. I need to, you know what I want to do? I want to sit down with like, because I just watched The Witches Weekend, which we'll talk about in another episode. But I want to know what like Robert Zemeckis and Guillermo del Toro and Spielberg and all these directors and George Lucas and all of them. I want to know, I want to sit down with them and be like, so what was in your spirit to make you think that these horror movies that y'all have listed, Ridley Scott, all y'all, that y'all have listed, what, what, why, why? What made you think this was cute, okay? What made you think this was okay? Because I have a feeling like, I mean, and I can think of some stuff. I really can. Like, I can think of some stuff. But what I am not going to do is that. Like, I have thought of some stories where, like, I've been one of those people, like, when I, I remember when I was young and I still do it. Where I'll read a comic book and I'll literally put like, you know, think about what this story could be or what a team could do, put together a team and formulate it. And I could tell you guys, like, we should do an episode where I literally I tell you, like, a, I really want to do that where like I literally go through and talk about a story that I thought of and like give you guys a, you know, the gist of it and really get into it. Cause my mind like literally goes there. Like that's the kind of creativity like I think about. But I can't see myself being like, oh, this is what we're going, like, no, like, no, like, who, like, who? And I think, and I watched a documentary on it, and I think the guy was saying, like, he had heard a story about um, exorcisms and things, and then he heard a story about some things going on in Africa when he wrote it, and he put it together, and then um, he wrote the book, and then the other guy, the director and the creator of the movie, saw the book and did it, and he kept it as, like, as close to the book as he could. And I'm just sitting there like, so you wasn't going to make any edits? You weren't going to be like, I can't put this in the movie? No, he was going to put in everything he could into that movie. So I literally was like, I can't do that. But the movie is, it plays, I feel like the movie itself plays on your inner fears. It does, it plays on, if you're a religious person, it's going to it's gonna play on the devil and you know or satan it's gonna play on your belief system because she does when she's possessed or whatever and you know by the, by the demon she does talk about various things that they would own that you wouldn't really know or or she plays she really plays heavy on that but it also plays on the fear of a parent because can you imagine if you're a you know you're any type of parent loving you know however you want to say whatever love you want to say you're a parent who's watching your child go through this and then you're seeing these things. You don't know what to do. You really don't. And when we look at these movies, even if you look at the poltergeist, you see these things, you see parents do things that you just couldn't imagine yourself. What you would do if you were in that situation. Because I don't have kids. Um, I'm gay, so I can be like, 
you know, just adopt one or anything like that. And you would hope you would build that sort of connection to your child. Because I can see Reagan's mom being like, put the demon in me and then kill her or something. Or I remember when I was watching the post, guys, and the parents went back to the house for her. And it was like, we're getting our daughter. Rosemary's baby, you know, she knew inside of her that, you know, something was up with the baby and the child. And even at the end, you the, the most eerie thing about Rosemary's baby is when she says, where's my child? And she's screaming, where's her baby? And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, like the movie. And if you look at the movie, the movie had like one really like heavy special effects scene. That was the scene where she was getting um, impregnated. We'll say that. And that was the biggest scene there. But the rest was like illusions. The rest was like feelings. The rest was like things that were going on. You know, her meeting the neighbors, the, the, you know, the looks that she was getting and the looks that she was feeling, the protective way that she was feeling. And it makes you think. So it plays on the fear of the parent. Then you have the fear of the outsider when he was coming through and he was trying to help. You know, that fear of the outsider, that helper. Because he was trying to help. And just kept hitting a brick wall. Just kept hitting a brick wall. And just kept hitting a brick wall. And like I told you, like the part where he was like, Christ compels you. And he was throwing the water and those cuts were ending up on her. And, you know, the parents don't, you know, the parents are like, look, look, I can't. Like, I know this is probably helping her, but this is damaging her body. So even when you get rid of it, she's going to be gone. And at the same time, he's like, at a fault, because he's like, I don't want to hurt her because I don't want to be in the situation. But at the same time, he's like, I'm only doing what I'm trained to and what I can do. It played on so many different fears. And as, an ex- and as the person that I am, because I feel like horror movies work well on people like me, you put yourself into the story. So as you're watching, I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So that is literally one of my scariest movies that I can't really sit and watch. Like I'll be sitting watching it. And like, and the way it just goes up, because I got my friend, he just watched Halloween and he was like, okay, now I get why you're like, well, that's one of your favorite movies, but also why it's scary. Cause it's literally like, Halloween is basically like a home invasion movie. Let's be real with you. It's a home invasion movie. Like, I don't understand. And again, we're talking about towns. All, all, all this month we've been talking about towns and how much they know. We talked about Halloween town and stuff that they know. We talked about all these horror movies and things that they know. This town had them know because you knew the one time a year. That's what gets me about this whole COVID thing. You know, the one time a year is Halloween when everybody's going out. Why are we even still doing this? Like, I feel bad that, you know, because I love Halloween. I may get dressed up and watch Cleo Thomas on, you know, dress up as Powerline on Twitch, have a couple of drinks, feel good about myself. But that is it. I'm not going out because I ain't got time for this. The fact that this town was still celebrating Halloween when this I would Halloween would have been shut down. I don't need to see Halloween or nothing. Somebody got killed on Halloween. I need kids to know. Even if we're going to do Halloween, I need kids to know that. There's no way in the world. But you know what? He did walk past everybody he wanted to kill and went after her. But The Exorcist is a really good movie and I really feel like, and just you know, like I said, just to get back to that, Halloween, you know, Exorcist is a really good movie and I feel like Watching it around Halloween is probably like the scariest because that's already a day where you're thinking about things like um, ghosts and goblins and vampires and all of that. So I feel like that's really one of the things. Now getting into horror video games, like I said, I'm really into Cthulhu. I'm really into um, just the idea of otherworldly beings. 
Shumagorath, who is based on one of the old ones, actually shows in the Marvel comic books. Um, if you read Doctor Strange, he really talks about them a lot. Um, there was a storyline that they did with the Fault, where the Shi'ar kind of bashed together with the Inhumans and a bomb. They did a Terrigen bomb, and it created like a a hole in the universe, in a parallel universe. And the old ones were there, um, and they're basically controlling that. So there's so that's really been big there. But from from software, which is a computer developer, actually has created what I would call a universe of games that have to the point now where they're just like esque, you know, like Demon Souls esque, Dark Souls esque, and they created Demon Souls, and that went over, and they eventually created Dark Souls, one, two, and three, um, and they created Bloodborne. Which, um, which kind of people always put them together and things like that, but that's one of those things. And they have Sekiro, um, Shadows Die twice, and all that. But the game I want to talk about is Bloodborne. I've really been into it. And if you play the game, which I would suggest playing, if you like um open world games, if you like games that have like sort of like a dark tone to them, it's a really cool game series. Um where they basically sit down and talk about the game itself goes through and the guy wakes up in a town and he goes through and as you're building your strength up, you're going through the town you're doing various things. Um, you eventually get opened up to the world around you and you start to see things are clinging to the walls. You start to see like beings that are around and it's alluded that it's Cthulhu, like Cthulhu-esque things. Um, but you don't really get that, and you have to collect, like, um, like, like, I guess you could say, like, blood packets, or, you know, things like that. Um, I don't really want to get into it, because a lot of it will be stuff that you'll get into the game. But as you go through the game, it has, like, a very dark tone, um, to the point where at the end, I would say at the end, it gives probably the most fucked up, um, reply, because you can either die, you can either go back to the world and not know what you know, or you can become like another overseer in the world, um, and those are like literally. It's not like a like a great choice. It's like oh, so you pick one of the bad things to go through. Um, but it's a really good game, and I kind of wanted to mention it um, because especially because Demon Souls is coming back out. Demon Souls is being excuse me redone for PlayStation Five. Um, that's coming through, and the game is like I said, you're being called a hunter. You really don't have too much knowledge on the world as your character. Um, it's a gothic Victorian setting, and it's very much one of those things that I really have gotten into. I've really gotten into looking into it um, and going through. I'm not an expert on any of the Souls games. I've seen Dark Souls. I've watched a couple of, like I said, Ashen Hollow um, in a previous podcast where I talked about how I went through and watched him go through a lot of the story. Um and break down, you know, pretty much what the story does for the Dark Souls games. Um, they've created, I guess, a world where it's pretty much called Soul, Dark Souls-esque games. Um, because Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, 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 um, Shadows Die Twice. A lot of those games are very similar um, from software. And then there's games that will come out later, like um, Noah, N-O-N-I-O-H, or N-O-I-H. I gotta spell it. I have it on my PlayStation 4. But a lot of those games come out now and they very much have that same aesthetic. Um, so pretty much, you know, other, you know, the new Ninja Gaiden and stuff like that. 
Um, a lot of those try to like head in that similar direction where they play like those games. So I would say they're very similar. So if you like those type of games, you like games that have games that aren't exactly like Resident Evil or anything like that. You know, there are other games because even an honorable mention like Evil, um, The Evil Within, um, or there's a Rami Malek game. Um, what is that game that he's in? Um, let me see. Rami Malek game. Um, he's in a game. Um, Until Dawn. That's another horror game that's really good that you can look at. And that game is pretty much like, and I can't tell you much about that game. Only because I know pretty much a lot about the game, but the, literally the end of the game is where you want to get to. And it's just, whoo. It has a Wendigo in it. Um, I can tell you that. And I love, like, I also love those type of games. And if you, you know, those are, you know, those are fun. Even though, let's be free with you, Wendigo is supposed to be created out of being cannibals. So I'm curious how that game works. I, I really want to play, I'm really going to play that game and just really get into it and see how that goes. Um, but that's really much fun. <laughs> But what I really want to get to in the focus of what I want to spend the last couple of moments on is an anime I feel you need to watch. I feel like it gets like no love. So we're going to talk about it and we're really going to like go into everything. Okay, so the anime I want to talk to you about, um, I've actually watched it for a while. There's actually a live action version of this um, anime too, but it's called Hell Girl, which is Jigoku, Jigoku Shoujo Girl from Hell. Um, it's an anime series. Um, it was created by it was um, the anime series was conceptualized and created by I guess Hiroshi Watanabe. Um, it's put up by Aniplex um, and Studio Dean, which I don't even know Studio Dean because I'm like, so this is probably one of the few times you've done a great job on a series because I've seen your Fate Stay Night and it's a hot mess. It's like it's a hot mess. Um, and I, I very few series that I'll watch and be like very few like and I told you this before very few anime series I'll watch and I'll feel like okay it's scary like I literally like can barely watch this series one of them series like I can barely really like I watch but I'm like watch and like sit back from the screen I'm like mm, oh no what's 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 the hook what we're getting to Basically, the series Hell Girl is a girl that has existed for, for a long time. Um, and basically, what she does is that she is a, I guess you could say boatman, harbinger, whatever you want to say. I think you'll say it like she's, she's a messenger or person from hell whose job it is to enact revenge on anyone who gets her services here's the fucked up part though so what happens is is that you will now in the new series because it's the new age you use the internet so there's a website that everybody's rumored to hear about you go to the website you put in your the web address and it comes up and it's hell girl and it says um you know you go on there and you would put in someone's name of the person that you would want to have revenge on so say for instance you're being bullied you're being, and they, let me see something, the series will go into it. So you'll, so there's one series where I think one girl's getting like abused. I think it's like the second or third season, but she's being abused and 
the brother will, I think it was the brother or whatever, he put down the name of, like, the person who's abusing her, and you get this doll in there. You get this doll in, you know, just at some point, like, you wake up and there's the doll there. The doll has a red string on it. The moment you pull the red string, you have now made a contract with her. So at any point in time, you can say, I don't want to, don't worry about it. But if you pull the string, she wouldn't act revenge on them. They would get dragged to hell. Here's the bad part, though. You have damned your soul to send them to hell. So both of you are going to hell. They'll go to hell immediately, the person who did you wrong. You'll go to hell eventually. Just know that when you die, you're not going to heaven, basically. So you have to basically say, is my contract with her, is what I'm going through hell enough that I'm willing to send myself to hell to send you to hell? And I mean, their stories, <laughs> there's been a story, there was one story where the guy, I want to say like, there was a girl who was getting abused and she went to Hell Girl's website and got the doll. What she didn't know is that the person that she was sending to hell also was going to send her to hell. So they both ended up doing it. I was like, that's fucked up. Then, I mean, the whole thing is fucked up because, I mean, you're still going to hell. Then there was one where somebody really wasn't going to. They had put an name in. They changed their mind. They weren't going to. They were just going to leave it alone. Just let it go. And then inadvertently, <laughs> don't say inadvertently, like, how does this accidentally happen? I don't know, but all I know is in the show, the string got pulled and she went to hell. It was like, oops, well, whatever. I guess y'all going to hell. My thing is just don't, just don't go to the site. Um, we basically get introduced it because one of the um, people behind it, um, one of the, the, one of the people behind, um, the hell girl sitting there and she gets tracked down by somebody and they come through and, um, they come through and he's looking for her. So he hears stories about her, um, an I Enma, who is hell girl. That's her name. And he starts to figure, starts to wonder what she is. So around the eighth episode of the first season, he comes through and he tries to figure out what's going on with her. Um, and he's even going to like blackmail and do all this stuff and wondering what's going on. His daughter, he has a daughter. His daughter starts to see her and get connected and things like this. So you start throughout the, throughout the time of the show, you start to get more and more about her. Um, and just to just, I mean, when you, um, just, just let me tell you just a couple of the stories. Um, um, there's one where she talks about her various jobs. Um, where there's just similar things. I'm trying to figure out because I want to tell you guys a story that's happening. Um, so there's a girl. So yeah, so there's a girl who is like I said, she's hurt sexually, and she calls on I in my 
Um, so there's so many different ones, and, and there's a manga series, there's been a live action series, there's a live action movie. Um, and I remember I used to watch this show late at night. Um, don't ask me why I watch this late at night. Like, it's not even... And you get so eluded because the show doesn't look like what it represents. Because you think that it would be one type of show where you'd be like, oh, you know, it's cute, it's fun, you know, there's nothing big about it. And then slowly it gets into it. Because, like, the, the guy who's trying to figure out who she is doesn't show up to, like, like I said, episode eight. So you're going through eight episodes where you're seeing people come up and you're seeing... And they don't shy away. Like, there's one where the girl is being sexually abused by her family and the brother's being beat up. And they literally both send both of the caretakers, or the both of the family members, the, the, the woman and the man caretakers, to hell. And they run off and, like, and you see the abuse. Like, you don't really see, like, a lot of these, but you see him, like, getting punched and beat up. You see him getting called out his name. You see her kind of staying to herself. And the brother, the the one, because they have another they have actual a real son, how he, like, abuses the, you see, like, he'll bust into the room because there's one part where she, like, closes the door and she locks it. And he's, like, busting her, like, let me in, let me in, let me in. And, you know, and she's, like, you can see the fear in her face. Like, the way they adapt, like, in the animation adapts, like, the fear in her face. You're, like, oh, my God. So when, like, when you pull the string... You're kind of like, I see why she pulled the string, but at the same time, you're like, but she's she's only like 10 or 13. And like I said, I, Inma is from, she's connected to hell. So she's not going to like, this is not one of those stories where somebody does something and you're wondering like, why would they do that? Don't they care? Don't they have any like, you know, care about what's going on or anything like that? No, she does not give a care. Like, you send someone to hell, you send someone to hell. Um, um, so she's not, like, sitting there doing all that. So she's just like, okay, I'm going to go to hell. It's okay. And you don't get any of that stuff where she's just wondering and thinking about, you know, what they could be going through or thinking of talking them out of it. No, she's not talking about anything. She's not going through that. That's what now. This is the funny thing. That's what the reporter guy is for. When he shows up in the eighth episode, he does sometimes try to get people not to do it. He's like, you know, don't do it. He tries to figure out the website. He tries to shut it down. First of all, it's a supernatural website. Like literally, you could go to like Google, and Google would turn to her site if you happen to be looking for it. Because again, it doesn't really doesn't really matter. And the way that the way the deaths happen and things like that. It's a very, and like I said, it's a very dark show. I suggest um, watching the series if you can find it online or getting the series or anything like that because the show is a mess. It's a hot mess. I'm searching now. I want to see if it's on Crunchyroll because I feel like people need, like, this is, like, I was sitting here like, this show is a hot mess. Um, let me see if it is on Crunchyroll. Yeah, Hell Girl is on Crunchyroll. So you can watch Hell Girl on Crunchyroll. Um, 
So it is legal. That means that it's probably on Hulu too. Um. Because it looks like it is on there. Um, I only see season one, uh, Girl Fourth Twilight, which is the fourth season. Um, which isn't bad. Um, but I suggest starting with, you know, part one. Because I believe, um, the first season tells about how she came to be who she is. Um, so it kind of like throws you in the deep end of the pool. Um, but it's, it's a hot mess. Um, she has four attendants. She has an old man. I believe she, does she have four or three? I want to say it's four attendants. Um, let me look. Hill girl has, she has three attendants. Okay. So she has a young man attendant. She has an old man and she has a woman. Um, and there's a part where you start to see kind of like where they come from, what their connection to her is. Um, because they all have like a backstory. But let's be funny, I don't really care about the backstory. The backstory, I feel like, messed up the series because it kind of gave a reason for like who they were, kind of said who she was. Because she doesn't remember who she was before she was Hell Girl. And so the new series comes and it kind of starts to tell you who she is and all that stuff. I don't think that matters. The series is way better when all you think is that she's based, she's a force of nature that you call on to do all the things that she does. So if you're getting into a series and you really want to get into a horror series, I feel is a classic. I feel it does a lot. Also shows that a lot of people bring it on to themselves. Because sometimes you'll see an episode where literally these people are just, they just don't get it. And then the people they're abusing or the stuff that's going on, like there's one where like this guy's like robbing people. He literally is giving full opportunities. They literally give you full, because they're like counterbalance. So like they're trying to make sure that what they do is right and that everybody in the situations are, so not right, but everybody in the situation is getting what they're just supposed to get. So like, you can't say afterwards that you know you're gonna pull the string and like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. No, like her attendee, her attendants, her attendees want to make sure that every single part of the process is foolproof. So if you have an issue with anything, it won't be with her. So literally, they go through and like they'll talk. You know, they literally like like follow you. They kind of allude to things. You'll see like the butterflies is a big thing. So you'll see like those show up. So you'll see all the various things happen so that you know. And then these people will be like assholes when they're doing these bad things. But they're given opportunities to change. Like when I say the whole 30 minutes, you go through like the, the beginning is where like the wish happens and they get the doll. And then you go through the whole 30 minutes of them spending time and you trying to see if, you know, the punishment fits the crime. And I would say... As fucked up as a lot of it is, 90% of the time, the punishment fits the crime. I'm sitting there like, yep, send your ass to prison. Goodbye. Send your ass to hell. I'm sure if there was, and I'm glad there isn't, but if there was, a lot of people's names would be on it. I hope I would never appear on it. 
you know, I'm out here trying to live my best life, trying to be good to people. But if you one of those folks that just, you know, you need, you need somebody to just say I'm pulling this string, then go about it and do you, boo-boo. Do you. All I gotta say is, it's a good series. Like, I haven't seen the live movie and I haven't seen the drama series. So I can't really say if they're good or not. But if they hold to the same theme, process, and feel of the anime, they're really good. Like, seasons one, two, and three, I loved. Like I said, I really... I wanted to watch it again because I really wasn't a big fan of, like, them just getting into, like, why each person was there. Like, they do a little bit of it telling you why the attendees are her attendees, which I'm fine with that process. But they do, I think, like, for four seasons, like, when they tell you why I, Enma, is a part of this process, I really don't care. Like, I don't need to know. Like, like that's like when you have people like, I don't care why Freddie kills. I don't care why Michael kills. I don't care... The, I like the mystery behind the killer, and I did. I don't need to know. So the fact that, you know, I is doing all these things and everything, I don't need to know why she's doing it. It really doesn't matter to me. I really do not care. But that is that is one of the things I want to talk about. Um, you have an opportunity to remember Bloodborne, The Exorcist, and my girl, I in my hell girl, yes. Um, don't go looking for no websites, you know, no geographical show or anything like that, or Hell Girl and all that stuff. Don't go looking for her site, because, you know, if you make that bet and you find it, you will have to just own up to that shit and do it on your own. Anybody got time for you? Um, I'm going to try to, I, who knows if I'm going to play that Zelda game I told you about. Um, I pray to God I try. Um, Pokemon I'm going to finish. We'll decide on what we're going to do for Halloween. But hey, here's to that. Thank you so much for listening. Um, remember Assassin's Creed. If you want to, you know, sit back, pub a coffee, do some housework, play YouTube on your TV or on your phone and get a breakdown of Assassin's Creed, check out my friend's um, YouTube, Lady Storm. Like I said, I'll put it down in the show notes. She does a playthrough of both The Sims. Um, I wish I did it on The Sims Community, but that's Sims Community of the sims but also break down the assassin's creed games um right now she's on the last one i believe um and we're getting ready for valhalla so i can't wait she's gonna actually stream valhalla on her twitch that will also be included on the show notes and you can go through watch her play that get that down and this would be really fun so thank you so much for listening thanks so much for hanging out i'm glad that we're back and we're here so enjoy your day, and I can't wait to speak to you again. Thanks.